Hello and welcome to the Zenial Dome's Little Dome. My name is Gareth Gwynn. And I'm Essel Sears. And these are the editions of the Zenial Dome podcast where we look back at this month in Zenial history. Now, uh, at the end of last week's episode, we got all <laughs> excited, didn't we? Because we were like, oh, next week, November starts. <laughs> I've been bitching so much about October. I couldn't <laughs> couldn't wait to be rid of it, and I was fully my my head and my heart was already in November. I went. Oh, I'm sure there's another good October month. And within about twenty seconds, I found something that happened in October, and I went, "We're going to be fine." October 1999. It's an absolute banger. Um, Amazing. <laughs> what were you doing in October 1999? I was in uni. I started uni, so I was going out a lot trying to navigate my way around Cardiff University. Yeah, just having a good time, I think. Oh, no, actually, no, I was crying a lot. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Forgotten about that. I was really homesick. And also, oh. my my first ever long-term boyfriend and I, um, we'd broken up. And we tried to get back together. And I, I don't think you should ever go back. <laughs> <laughs> I was just really sad. And I missed my friends from school. And I remember I, I used to send letters. So in that first, in October and November, I would send my school friends letters who were in other universities. And did they reply? They did, oh, yeah. Like, You're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> October 1999. How geared up for the millennium were you? I, I th- we must have started planning our night out on New Year's Eve. Because I think that... I can't remember when the tickets went for sale for the Millennium, uh, the millennium Stadium gig. But it must have been around this time. And we would have been in uni and we had uni friends and we knew that we could stay in our halls. What I found funny about looking at October 1999 is that everything is very much pointing towards, here it comes, lads, the millennium's on its really? way. Really? Yeah. It's almost like we hit the 1st of October and the world goes, okay, we've got a few months now, let's get set. Oh my God, okay. And we're going to start with the 1st of October, 1999. The government distributes to all households a booklet concerning the year 2000 problem called What Everyone Should Know About the Millennium Bug. Now, I'm sending you a link to the to a scanned version of the document. Oh my god, you're kidding the, me. What is weird is the moment I saw that picture, I immediately remembered. I remember this. That document. So I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put a link to it. Yeah. You've got this graphic that all looks like Microsoft clip art of a plane, God. a video player, a washing machine, a PC, a basket of shopping, a credit yeah. card. It's 24 pages <gasps> and it's a lot of writing. Wow. It's, and I love how there's like a, t- in small print at the bottom of the cover, it says, keep this booklet for future reference. Like you, you're meant to carry it around with you in case yeah. something comes up that you need to refer to. You need that in your pocket when you're seeing the Mannix at the Millennium Stadium. <laughs> when it hits midnight and all the lights go off, I mean, you won't have to be able to see because all the lights will be off, but you'll have your little booklet. Because, okay, my memory of this... Yeah is it was purely based around just the digital clock or, like, the date changing. Yeah, that's so exactly it, it. Because, like, computers wouldn't be able to to recognise a, a different millennium. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds absolutely mad now. Well, <laughs> I was talking to a young comedian 
about a month ago, and I mentioned the Millennium Bug. Oh, and he went, wait, was that real? Oh, shut up. No, this is, this is true. And I said, yeah, it was a thing. And uh, he said, oh, I thought it was just a joke on The Simpsons. <laughs> we lived it. Yeah, we did. I mean, yeah, it was that thing about going from 99 to 2000, but a lot of, they were worried clocks would either go to 1900 or 1980. When did you first hear about this as a potential problem? Um, I don't know, but, but it was probably around this time that I would be more aware of it and that it was in the news and stuff. Well, you're going to tell me now, when did it start? Uh, a community scientist went, I think we need to start thinking about this. In 1958, <gasps> <laughs> a guy called Bob Berner went, if we're still using these in the year 2000, yeah. we're going to have a problem. And he spent 20 years trying to get places like IBM and the government to listen to him. All you need to do right now is start writing things down with four numbers. And everyone's like, nah, shut up, Bob. The New York Stock Exchange started planning for it in 1987. That's uh, It seems sensible, because even though now we know nothing yeah. is going to go wrong... Pre-planning like this is more sensible than sending around a leaflet two months, two months before it's due to happen. So there are two competing theories as to the Millennium Bug. One is, oh, we never needed to worry about it. The other one was, actually, the people who need to worry about it did it properly. And everyone knew, and it was all dealt with in time. Fine. Um, it is quite interesting that there are a list of things that went wrong on the turn of the millennium. In Illinois... Everyone in a village got sent an electric bill for $7 million. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, but these are the types of glitches that could happen any time. Oh, yeah. In Philadelphia, 500 people all received jury duty dates of 1900. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they should have done that. They should have recreated (laughs) some historic crimes. (laughs) I think at the time as well, what I was... I think the example that I heard maybe on the news was to do with hospitals. So I, I think that was the only thing that I thought, oh, that would be awful if it happened. But I don't think technology had infiltrated my life so much at that point that I worried that I was going to lose my life's work or anything. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It was we, We'd have to start writing out all our folders now. Well, like, luckily, just... you, were, you, you were already writing to your friends at university. <laughs> so you would actually be quite well set up for it. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember, because we had a big like, family thing on the night of the millennium, and I remember you know, year 2000 coming and everyone being like, hooray! And then about 15 minutes afterwards, everyone going, Oh, the lights stayed on. (laughs) (laughs) But like there was a good chunk where suddenly we're oh yeah. Oh, we're fine, aren't we? Yeah, we're okay. The planes haven't fallen out of the sky or anything like that. Um, And at that point, I just wanted to leave the Millennium Stadium and go to Clube. Of course, (laughs) yeah. That's all I was concerned with. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's October 1999. They clearly don't know how big a deal this is going to be. They're they're worried it could be bad, but but they've decided they can't panic anyone. So this document, it's got loads of colourful pictures and cartoons of people getting on a flight or reading a paper (laughs) or catching a bus. But there's a lot of densely written text. There's so many words. So many words. Telling you what you need to do. 
and have you stocked a cupboard? There's there's a whole bit about have you stocked a cupboard? Safety at sea. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I love how it's like because obviously this they they say stuff about fire safety and obviously about um, smoke alarms working. If you're lighting candles. Make sure they're in a sturdy holder. Like that's this, nothing to do with the millennium. This is nothing to do with it. <laughs> Guard all fires, especially when there are children around. Are they worried that you're going to be trying to light two thousand candles? Because that's a separate, <laughs> that's a separate campaign. That's, yeah, I would actually quite like to see that public information campaign. If you're thinking of lighting two thousand candles, <laughs> but it's like they've just lifted that bit out of a fire safety leaflet surely because it, there's nothing in that section that talks about the millennium it's quite a big booklet as well it's 24 pages maybe they got to like 18 and they were like ah but yeah it's got <laughs> to be 24 so has anyone got any other advice we could just <laughs> do you want to tell anyone about fire safety what about <laughs> rugs securing a rug <laughs> and it's like so then there's the next section is safety at sea and I just love the way it's been worded. It's like, anyone planning to spend the holiday period at sea? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm imagining they're thinking about cruise liners or something like that. But I, but the way they say it, it's like, yeah, no, I'm just going to put all my belongings in a tiny boat and just push it out to sea. <laughs> I've decided to have a real fresh start in the year 2000. <laughs> yeah, Noah 2.0. And then it's... Then it's just information about, con- you know, how to get help when you're at sea. It's really? Like... I, I, I need to find yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, So this is page 14. Page four. That's too early to have to go to sea. It's 24, <laughs> but like, I feel like this is back page stuff. What if I'm at sea? Page four. I, I don't think by page 14. So hang on. Page, we've, we've dealt with being at sea before we've dealt with shopping. <laughs> And public transport. They'd sooner warn you about being at sea than how to get a train. What if you're what if you're lighting a candle on a boat? <laughs> There's nothing well, in there for that. The, the, the one good thing is that both fire safety and safety are on the same page. So at least at <laughs> should, least you don't have to should like, be able to join the dots. Flip around, yeah. <laughs> I wonder, were they just put because oh yeah, I'm trying to think back. Was was this just kind of perpetuated by the media then? And they thought, do you know what? Maybe we should just send something out to the general public, just so it looks like you know we we've got it in hand. But we can't just send round just like a one page A five. We have to just make it look like we've you know there's a strategy and it's covering everything. I think you might be right because it's a 24 page book called what everyone should know about the millennium bug <laughs> but i've just read the sentence don't miss rubbish collection on the day after the holiday check if there are temporary changes to your normal collection service <laughs> i've just learned that if i'm planning to drive into town i need to check that i'm going to be able to park <laughs> i don't understand now who this is for i am really really worried about the millennium bug I've got my booklet. I've looked it up. If you're going to get a taxi back from your celebrations, be sure to book beforehand and check the price. <laughs> this is nothing to think by page 18. They're not even pretending this is about the Millennium Bug no. anymore. I don't know. Traveller's tips. Take a torch. Some countries experience power failures whatever the time of year. <laughs> I'd love to know which countries they had in mind then. Yeah, it's a real a bit, slight on... It's a bit of a slight, yeah. yeah. 
page 22 further information it's basically websites but the way they've been written out is like some of them is www some of them is http colon forward slash like it's an absolute mess oh yeah there's no style guys going on here <laughs> there absolutely isn't also there's more pointing towards cfax than i'd have thought uh yeah so a yeah. lot of CFAX going but on. It's the cockroach of the broadcasting world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd love to know how many people still have a hard copy of it, though. Like, just in a box in the attic somewhere. I kept the letter we all got for coronavirus and things like that. I oh, yeah, it... I've kept some of those. Yeah, and as the leaflet says, keep this booklet for future reference. You'll be able to look yeah. back at that <laughs> booklet and reference it. Oh, I'm going to hang on for this till year 3000. Me and Bastard. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I'd be really interested to know, because you'd have been living in Cardiff when mm. this happened. Um, 1st of October, the Rugby World Cup kicked off in the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff. Ah. So you were excited about going to see the Mannix there, because uh, the Mannix were doing that big gig Yeah. Uh, for the Millennium. But Rugby World Cup started on the 1st of October. Because I, I must have been going out to watch it. I must have been. Yeah. Like with the Welsh Society and stuff. Probably about 10 years ago. I was making a show for Radio Wales, an archive show. And I got all the audio from the first okay. game and the first day. I think what I ended up listening to was a lot of the five live coverage. Right. So it was John Inverdale having what appeared to be the worst day of his life. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> It had rained. He okay. used to. He, I remember him saying he used to live in Cardiff, and he was saying it's raining, and it always rains in Cardiff. They say how green is my valley, how wet is my campus, and he said so that <laughs> that stuck. I've not heard this for like ten years, but that has right. stuck in my head. Then there's a whole bit where he's talking about like they've decided to put the roof on. It was obviously quite exciting. Mm. That was quite new at the time. Yeah, a stadium in Britain with a roof, but he's like, there's a gap in it. There's a gap in the oh middle, and there's water coming through the middle. Then there's a whole bit where there's a dragon is brought on, like some sort of mechanical dragon that breathes fire. Again, I haven't seen this. This is Five Life. And he's not impressed. And at one point, Claire Balding just goes, we're meant to be painting a picture with our words, John. (laughs) (laughs) Claire Balding, you could just just like, why am I putting up with it? Oh my God. The consummate professional. And she, yeah. Oh, she's she's brilliant. She's oh, absolutely wow. brilliant. But he's there, like, I mean, having a go at the whole event. That's and, hilarious. Um, Wasn't that the year as well? So, like, the opening ceremony for that, where Shirley Bassey wore, like, a Welsh flag dress? Oh, yes, yes, it was. Yes, Shirley yeah. Bassey wore a Welsh flag dress. Prince Charles said a bit of Welsh. He opened it in Welsh. My memory for stuff like that is awful, though. Like, and because I think being in Cardiff, there were always so much rugby. And like, you'd have the Six Nations every year. So we were always out for the rugby. So this would have just blended into the rest of it, I think. But you lived in Cardiff in an entirely Millennium Stadium world. Yeah. So you were only there for Millennium Stadium (laughs) era. Yeah. (laughs) Do you call it the Principality Stadium? Never. No, me neither. Never, ever, ever. No. And um, I used it as a reference to other stuff. If other names change or people expect you to call something something else, I always refer to this example. Like, I, I cannot say yeah. Principality Stadium. Yeah. Um, I think it is the one occasion of dead naming, which I'm absolutely fine with. <laughs> yeah. 
Because <laughs> um, I went to, I went to see Harry Styles in the Millennium oh, yeah. Stadium, and he called it the Millennium Stadium. So if Harry Styles is calling it that, I think that's we're absolutely all good. fine. We're yeah. All good. Have you ever seen that clip of Michael Jackson calling Bucharest Budapest? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I think that's the only thing. Because obviously the sponsors get annoyed if you don't call it uh, yeah. the Prince Badi Stadium. Yeah. I think the only thing that they'd hate more if you just ran out and went, hello, Aviva. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any Scottish windows in that? <laughs> so, 10th of October, 1999, they lifted the London Eye into position. It wasn't ready to go on on the 1st of January. Oh. But it was in position and you could see it. Right. ready on the 10th of October. Would they have maybe done fireworks off it? Uh, well, they, they did the River of Fire that year. Oh, that uh, was it, Which was yeah. a bit of a damp squib. I, th- I, I actually think it went wrong. I actually think something Good. didn't fire on the River of Fire. I think it was a couple of years later where they went, well, we should make that the centrepiece. And then they've done that every year <laughs> yeah. since. And yeah. every year it gets slightly bigger. One day London is going to explode in the opening minutes of the 1st of January to the sound of Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been on the London Eye? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, it's it's really nice to get that kind of aerial view. Yeah. When I was living in London, my, my youngest sister came to stay and we went on it. And, you know, you can get photos taken, like an official photo, like when you can offer a yes. ride. But we were in a pod with these businessmen. <laughs> so all the photos of it. It's so funny because the guy, the, these men are just behind us. We can't get a view of just me and my sister, basically, in the I pod see. with the view. There's always a businessman there somewhere. <laughs> and me and Lois, my sister, we just stood there, like, making, like, these eyes of, like, <laughs> we would love to have had a photo, but we're not going to be able to use this. <laughs> and we did buy it because it's one of the funniest photos ever. <laughs> so funny have you been on it i have been on it my parents went on it someone got them a ticket for their 40th wedding anniversary and um i got them to the sort of base of it and i said there you are show you venture and then they'll put you on it so they went in and i watched my parents being led not to the london eye and i remember thinking ah this would be a good story <laughs> watching them go into a different tourist attraction oh God, I love how you're like a wildlife photographer you're not yeah, going to interfere I, I didn't want it gonna... to be I watched them go into a room marked London in 4D and thought brilliant <laughs> and, they were, and they were sat in these like cinema seats and then they were shown a video of flying over London but as you went near water, water is splashed on your face and the chairs shake. And that's, they did that. And then you come off that and then they go, and now you can go on the London Eye. And I just think, that's, that's bizarre. A, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. Well, it's, we're we're going to, before you go to a good tourist attraction, we're going to show you a bad tourist attraction just to make sure you've really calibrated your expectations. Oh my God. So were they doing that to everyone? I don't know if their ticket just had this weird, please come here, sit down, watch a video of a bird flying oh. over London. I've never seen the video, but um, I remember my daughter, yeah, this isn't it, is it? This isn't. So where were you at this point? Were you just outside waiting for them? Yeah, I probably went to a Pret or something. <laughs> I'm 
like just drenched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got put splashed with something. Oh, poor Mr. and Mrs. Gwyn. I think I think it's quite and then they got to go on it and they did it, and that sure. was absolutely fine. But I think it's quite a funny idea. Before you go to Madame Two Swords, they're yeah. like, um, yeah. got some play joke here. Do you want to look like that before you go in? Because <laughs> it's almost as if they, they built this other attraction, but no one was going to it. So they had to force it on people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when Pixar make a short and they're like, oh, we're just testing out what fur looks like and then we'll show you the fur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my, <laughs> my six-year-old son is not buying it because he every time that happens, he's like, oh, this isn't a real film. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> really, really impatient. So if you want to get in touch for what you were doing in October 1999, you can on the Zeniodome at hotmail.com. We are going to do an episode where we go through emails, by the way. We keep, we, um, and we nearly did it today until I found October 99 and realized there's a load of it. <laughs> yeah, they're piling up now. Yeah, and then, um, next week we're going to do November and we are going to do November 1987, which we teased last week. Um, but it's October's... a re, do you know what? I can't wait to do it because I've had it ready for like two weeks and I just, <laughs> I cannot wait to do it because it, it's a good one. It's a really good one. And, um, quick teaser. There's a quiz. Oh, good. Brilliant. So join us next week for a quiz about October. No, for a quiz about November 1987. <laughs> let it go, Gareth. Let October go. <laughs> uh, we shall see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>